0: Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. I am Arini and I am with Ashutosh Garg, the founder of one of the largest pharmacy chains in the country, The Guardian Pharmacy, and now The Equation Coaching. We have been talking about retirement for the past three episodes and we are continuing our conversation today. So today we are talking about the myths around retirement and it is a part of the book Managing Retirement in the 21st Century, authored by Ashutosh Hello, sir. Hi, Arani. So I was going through your notes in the book and I came across a funny cartoon that, that you collected. It says, retirement is when you stop living at work and begin working at living. So it's a very deep cartoon, deep thought. My first question to you would be after your retirement, the first question is, am I still relevant to the work? Can I give something? So what do you think? Am I still relevant
1: after I retire? Retirement is a very misunderstood word. And generally in a country like India, which is a very, very young country, the general view is that, oh, if he's 60, he's too old. But I often said that retirement has nothing to do with you as an individual. It has everything to do with the superannuation policy of your employer. So if your employer says 58 or 60 or 62 is the retirement age and, you know, whether it's the government, whether it is the civil services, whether it is the judiciary, whether it's the private sector, everyone has a date after which you're supposed to hang up your gloves. And yet given today's health and all the facilities available, most people who are 60 will probably have a reasonably healthy life till you're 90. So your retirement life or a life of 30 years post 60 Will be almost equal to your life that you have spent working so i think it's it's a mindset what is very important is to be able to prepare for your retirement and what you're going to do after that and once again i've said that india is one of the few countries where we still think retirement is a bad word if you are someone who's 55 56 57 what are you going to do after you turn 60 the standard answer is oh we will tackle it when i reach that age when they reach that age and then they don't know what to do because they haven't planned anything. Right. Right. The general thing tends to be that once I'm 60, I've become a has-been. Yeah. I'm not relevant in the world. You know, Nobody wants me. Nobody cares about me. Right. And nothing could be further away from the truth than that. Nothing has changed for you. Or as you would say, you haven't lost your mojo. Right. You're still uh, as relevant as you were. Right. It's just that you're supposed to do something different. And that is where I keep saying plan well, and you can really have a great life ahead of you.
0: That's great. But one of the major myths and correct me if I'm wrong, if it's a myth or a reality in the first 60 years of your life, a lot of people think that I've been there, I've done that. There is nothing else to see. So I
1: don't think this is true. Is it not at all? Not at all. You know, yes, that there are lots of things that you say I've been there, done that, but then there are lots of new things, right? I know people who've gone parasailing. I know people who have you know, started trekking. I know a friend of mine. he at 58, 59 started to run marathons. Wow. And today he's running in his own mind, he said, "I'm going to run every major marathon in the world." And the advantage for him is that he has the money to travel wherever he wants. Yeah. He has the time to be to train as much as he wants. And he's doing that. I know a lady, a sister of one of my friends. She and her husband started running in their late 50s. Today, she's in the top five marathon runners of this country. In her age group, obviously. I mean, she can't compete with a 21 year old. But in her age group, she's in the top five and now she's been called to run an international event. of so her age group. So there are lots of people. I mean, I know people who started playing bridge and they're playing such competitive bridge. They're representing India. So, you know, it's not as if the world is flat and you turn 60 and you fall off the edge.
0: Okay. I think one of the key takeaways from this conversation is that she is competing and winning in her age group. So, which I'm assuming there are other people who are 50 plus enjoying a marathon and competing in the sport.
1: Absolutely. The important thing is to understand is that a lot of people are rediscovering themselves. Right. And That's beginning to happen now. But to give you an example, my grandfather, he was in the civil services. He retired at 58. And in his case, it was just assumed or he took it for granted that after retirement, he would pray four hours, five hours a day, pick up his mala, sit in front of God. And two years later, he was dead because, you know, someone who's had a very, very active life, you know, it's like coming to a full stop.
0: In fact, you,
1: after you retired, you started the brand called You. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Look at the opportunities. Right? I started the Brand Called You series with you. Right. And, you know, it, it's very, very exciting.
0: Exactly. It's it's fantastic how you bring in years of experience. And I try to bring some level of excitement Perfect. and always excited about little things. Yeah. And you course corrected at various times so I feel it's a great second innings for you one of the things so in the morning you were talking to the advertising guru Abhijit Basu I think he mentioned twice or thrice in his conversation with you that he wanted to be a painter how his dad said okay don't be a professional painter you can continue doing that but then get into advertising and while leaving he said that maybe I'll I still have the time to become a painter And there are these hidden desires in almost everybody or a lot of people. Do you think it's a good time to take up your desire as a child or as a young man?
1: Let me make it a little more contextual for you. People of my vintage, you know, and I call people like me post-independence kids, right? It's very similar to the baby boomers in, in the US after the Second World War. Now, when we were growing up, times were very different. And therefore, our parents used to guide a lot of our decision-making. Today, someone young can say, I decided to take a one-year gap. Or someone may say, I decided to take sabbatical. In my time, nothing of that was possible. If you have to change jobs, you finished at 5 p.m. one evening. Tomorrow morning, start at 9 a.m. with a new job. So I think a lot of people who are now in their 50s and 60s did not ever imagine that they would have the time to be able to pursue their passions now people are beginning to pick that up a lot and you are starting to see you know older people are singing much more they're painting much more you know it's because now suddenly they have the time they're fit mm-hmm. and the best part of it all is that there are no liabilities and the children have grown up and gone. Talking about
0: children you also mention in your book that when some people retire some of them say okay my kids are still not settled So is that a major factor planning retirement or is it a myth? It is a factor that a lot of people keep
1: talking about. And again, it's just a mindset of most Indian parents. It is my job to make sure that my children are well settled. And the definition of settled differs with every parent, right? Someone says, I want to leave property. Someone says, I want to collect money. Someone says, you know, I want to make sure that I get them married off. Someone says something else. And I often say that, yes, by all means, be a responsible parent, look after the needs of your children, but don't become a slave to their needs. Because if you do, then the children will keep on asking for more and more. You will keep giving more and more. And where is that leaving you as someone who's now beginning to look at superannuation and is wanting to look at a new stage of life? Right. And a very, very interesting phenomenon that is happening in the US and that's beginning to change family structures all over and I think it will happen in India as well, is that as the pressure starts to increase on the younger people, the children, marriages are happening later. Mm -hmm. A lot of the younger people, when I say young people, I mean the 20s to 30s Mm -hmm. are beginning to move back into their homes of the parents. A lot of that is beginning to happen. And parents haven't planned for it. So now suddenly you and your wife have said that, okay, we finished one part of our life. You're going to get into a new phase of life. And suddenly the children move back in again. Now what do you do? Right. Right. So therefore there has to be a very, very delicate balance that you have to strike in how much responsibility you want to take for your grown-up children. I don't want to be misunderstood say that You know, if you have a child late in life, when you are about to retire, you abandon. So I'm not suggesting that, but I'm saying don't be a slave to grown up children's needs.
0: For someone who does not have children, certainly sounds scary, but we'll carry on. One of the things is when people retire, a lot of people feel that they are not needed anymore. And especially in a country of ours, which has major uh, population of young people, people under the
1: age of 35, is it true? I mean, is your... It's not true, but it is a mindset. So like on the one side, we say that 60% of our country is below 30. Right. Right. At the same time, we must also remember that about 100 million people are over 60. 100 million is half the population of USA. No. So you cannot say that people over 60 have started to become irrelevant or you cannot say that, you know, these guys are you know good for nothing because there is a very, very large number of people who have a long productive life with them. So at least 15 to 18 years, most people can continue working, which is between, between 75 and 80. So I think it is more a mindset that what am I going to do? Am I really relevant any longer? And I often tell friends who think like that, that, you know, what am I going to do? Or I'm going to now go from one child's house to the other child, you know, and spend one month there and the one month there. And I said, no, that's not the way to do it at all. Just like you don't want your adult or grown-up children to be dependent on you. As Indians, I still believe that we respect parents much more. But it is beginning to change. In the Western world, when a child turns 16, the parents are saying, when are you ready to take your own house? And when a 30-year-old child comes back, they start resenting. They saying, why is he or she come back? Same thing applies to the younger people also. So if you have become too dependent on children, then at some stage, they will turn around and say, I think it's time for you to go home. And those are realities of today's work pressures, today's lifestyles and today's realities. So I think older people definitely need to build their own life. They do not need to depend on the younger people. And the good thing that's beginning to happen all over the country now is condominium living. Yes. Where you are beginning to find that a large number of people of your own age group are living together. And it is these communities that are beginning to form for the older people. And that is what I think is beginning to change. And it will change very dramatically. New definition to old age home.
0: Yes. So talking about young people and old people, you're definitely saying that, you know, you are still relevant and you must strike a balance. You work with a lot of young people. How do you do it? Do you ever have a clash of thoughts or how do you handle their energy?
1: So, you know, I think that the younger people bring a lot of new dimensions, a lot of new perspectives. If I attempt to pontificate or if I attempt to keep saying I know everything, then there will be a clash. But if I say that I respect what you are doing, I'm learning from you. Mm -hmm. And if I say that this is my perspective, Mm -hmm. right? I think there is a lot of mutuality in the relationship of a younger person and an older person. And that is what we have to develop and that is what we have to evolve. Rather than the young guy saying, you're an old guy, you don't know anything. And the old guy is saying, you know, look at my experience. What do you know? You know, that is a sure recipe of disaster because you're going to be fighting. But if there is mutual respect, I think there is a lot that can be got out of each other.
0: One other thing that you mentioned in your book is when you spoke to other people about retirement, They, some of them said that, how will I know that when it's the weekend? So what do you mean by that?
1: Yes, that happens a lot. You wake up in the morning Uh and you don't know whether it's Monday or Sunday because you are not doing anything different. Your routine is exactly the same. You roll out of bed, you have your tea, you read your newspaper, you don't bother to change, Mm. you know, and you hang around in your shorts or your kurta pajama or whatever you want to do, whatever you wear. And that is, you know, destroying yourself. I think it's important to have a routine. And if you're actively involved with something, then you will automatically develop. It. But even if you haven't developed something different, mm-hmm. it's important for you to say that I used to get up at whatever time in the morning, I used to do my yoga, I read my newspaper, I used to get ready at 8 o'clock to go to work, mm-hmm. even now I will get ready at 8 o'clock. Okay. I will change into my regular clothes, mm-hmm. I will be, I may not be going out anywhere, I might be at home mm-hmm. but I must follow my routine. So that you don't suddenly start to realize that what is today? Is it a Monday or is it a Sunday or is it a Tuesday? And I've seen this happening to people. And, you know, when that happens, I can imagine how distraught those people must be feeling. Because they say, what has happened to my life? From someone who was working 18 hours a day to someone who can't figure out what to do for 18 minutes.
0: So are you suggesting that we continue maintaining a
1: work schedule? I certainly say that have a routine, you know, now once you're ready, you may decide to go to your club, you may decide to go for a walk, you might decide to meet your friends. Mm -hmm. But at least there is some sanity in your life. But if you just let yourself go and wait for the next meal and then sleep and then wait for the next meal and sleep one, it's very unhealthy, Mm -hmm. but uh, you're doing a lot of harm to your mind.
0: Okay, my last question is: This is uh, I don't know if it's a myth, but when me and some of my friends get together and we happen to talk about retirement, which is not way way too much, thankfully, we say after we retire we're going to get to a beach and do nothing. And especially if I do it now, if I even stay back at home and do nothing, I start feeling guilty. So, and I can't see it any different. What's going to happen thirty, forty years later? So is it okay to just chill and do nothing should you be feeling guilty
1: about that no i don't think so but you know i'm i'm reasonably certain that a lot of you and your friends must be saying when i turn 45 i'm going to retire oh yes right. uh,
0: that we do all i've heard the this time. Uh, for the
1: last 40 years uh, i used to say that and then as you reach uh, mid 40s, you just say, but I haven't achieved anything. And I've you know, got so much more and my commitments are at the peaks. So I'll, I'll retire at 55. And then you say, I'll go to 50, you know, 65, whatever. Right.
0: Right.
1: So I don't think there is any harm in visualizing a different life. And I'm glad it being done because earlier in a conversation, one of the things I said to you was that people who are now 60 haven't visualized what they want to do afterwards. I think it's important to be able to think of what you want to do. I don't think there is any reason to feel guilty at all. But let me assure you, it is very difficult to do nothing. You can do it for, you know, one day, two days, five days, six days. But if you're sitting on a beach for six days, even then you start getting bored. saying, what am I going to do? How much more of the sea, sun and sand can you take? So... uh, As that old saying goes, if you've got nothing to do, don't do it here. All right,
0: sir. Thank you so much. It has been really an insightful conversation. Hope you guys are liking it too. Please do let us know in the comments below. And and please do visit us on our social media. Follow us, subscribe and stay in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.